Welcome to Arrow of Devastation, the weekly Magic the Cavern podcast where we talk all things Magic the Cavern. I'm your host, Joe Loughton, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? Pretty good. Good, good. I uh, I got rid of all my cards. <laughs> Again? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's the cycle. My, my boss calls it doing a snail. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I call it that and hope that he'll say it as well because it's pretty funny. Um... But yeah, so I, I I have I had a bunch of cards and I never got to play them because uh, I'm still not comfortable attending tournaments currently. <laughs> and uh, every time there's an FNM, I'm running it rather than playing it. Yeah. So it felt kind of unnecessary to have like three modern decks <laughs> that I literally never get to play because whenever we, I get to play Magic, I want to be playing Legacy. Um. So I just I I proposed to my boss that I trade all my cards. <laughs> That I wasn't using for four Marks Diamonds. Nice. And he said, yes, the idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've kept uh, Belcher, Modern Belcher, because the deck's gas, uh, Maverick, and my EDH deck. And then now I've got cards to build Green White Depths. Sweet. Um, with the Marks Diamonds. Because Depths is like if Maverick was good <laughs> and playable. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've played a few games with it as well. It's been pretty fun. Um, it turns out if you're trying to play a Maverick Star deck but you have an actual win condition, it's pretty useful. Yeah. So I've been enjoying making some Merit Lasers. Sweet. Um, yeah, but now my collection is considerably smaller, um, which is nice, because I don't have to look through as many cards to find what I'm looking for. Nice. Yeah, that that sounds like a, a sensible thing to do, really. I mean, I'm in a very similar situation in terms of like actually getting to play Magic, apart from, you know, I, I just haven't sold any of my cards or tra- traded any of my cards, <laughs> which I probably should do. And I mean, I, I am currently as well. I think mean, we had a bit of a conversation last week and about the, the state of legacy and combo decks and legacy. And then walking away from that, I was just kind of like, well, maybe I'm just going to be a doomsday guy now. After after deciding that I wasn't going to try and get two underground seas, it is now. Now my mission to pick up two more underground seas, so... We'll see. We'll see. The deck's amazing. Yeah, it really yeah, is. I mean, it's it's just objectively the best dark ritual deck. Yeah, in Legacy, Thassa's Oracle is a hell of a card. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, once well, yeah, like Ant is just bad Doomsday. Yeah, and Tez is just fun Doomsday. <laughs> um, but I, th- I think it's I think it's the correct call. Like if you ever get to play Magic again, you should probably play a deck that's actually well positioned. But still yeah, has, like the things you like to do. You still get to cast Dark Ritual, basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I do I do love to cast a, a Dark Ritual, definitely, definitely. I mean, I'll still keep Ant as well, like, I'm not going to get rid of the Ant bits, it, it's it's my deck, I love it, love it to bits, but, yeah, get myself two more Underground Seas, a couple of Falls of Wills, probably a place at a Merc Tides, and then, yeah, it should be me happy. So we're just we're just playing good versions of our decks now. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is yeah, gross, Yeah, probably, maybe. We're doing well. It's bound to happen uh, eventually, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, that's what I spent most of my week doing, is just pricing up all these cards and then trading them to my boss for his playset of Mox Diamonds. Nice. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I don't get to play the modern cards, and um, as much as I enjoyed owning them and when I did get to play them, uh, and putting them into Mox Diamonds, which will go up eventually, and I actually get a chance to play with, would be cool. So yeah. I did that. Yeah. The turnaround it, on thinking of the idea to actually making the decision and actually doing it was about 
three days, so it's <laughs> very much my style. So that's, that's pretty good, given your track record, I think. <laughs> three days is a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I should just, uh, in bed one night, I'd be like, oh, I should do this, and the next morning I just do it. Yeah, um, I mean, it, hap- it happened, like- happened with the Walking Dead cards, right? <laughs> oh, I hate this, so the next day you sold all of your cards. <laughs> I'll have you know that my uh, Stranger Things sequel there has shit. Yeah, I mean... It's growth, right? Snap- yeah, making snap decisions is kind of my thing. But uh, at least this one's like actually financially makes sense. At least. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't no, get to play the cards. Like, I'm not just trading it to like just expensive crap I'll never use. I actually get to play them. So Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, Mock, Diamond. Mock Diamonds are always a, a great card to have for, for many, many reasons. That's good. Yeah. Exciting times. Yeah. How's your week been? Yeah, it's been fine. Um, injured myself lifting weights, so I'm in a lot of pain currently and have been most of the week, but it's all good. All good besides that. Um, <laughs> One day we'll get to do a podcast where you're in full health. Nah, never. Never again. Okay, <laughs> never. cool. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> never again. I don't know. I'm just going to be unwell somehow, because like, you were just getting over like the, the side effects of the vaccine and how you've like done something to your arm lifting weights. Yeah. Yeah, truly off. I don't know. I was in like the end of last year, like November time. I was in like peak, peak condition, like totally riding high, best shape of my life, having you know the best time possible. And <laughs> I don't know since the first week in December, it's just been just been on a on a massive downward downward trend. Everything kind of sucks, but at least I'm happy now. That's good, right? That's the literally the only important thing. Yeah, exactly. L- literally all that matters. Exactly. Yeah, things are things are things are fine. It's all good. In terms of magic, I did get to do a <sighs> Innistrad double feature draft on Magic Online, and that was uh, it was an experience, definitely. Uh huh. The uh, I don't know, like the the format, the format doesn't seem that bad, but it also doesn't seem that good. Like it didn't feel any better than either Midnight Hunt or Crimson Vow did themselves. Um yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Went went two one in the draft league. So got myself some, some play points. It was fine. I don't know, I think the cards look awful. Absolutely awful. Correct. <laughs> it's one of the worst products I've ever seen, and I'm including every sequel layer in that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just an awful product. It shouldn't exist. Yeah, um, it's it's not. Good. I hope it, they actually learn a lesson from that because, like, normally when we're like, oh, I hate this product. It still sells like crazy, and they continue to do it. But I'm hoping this one actually falls flat. Yeah, and they don't repeat it because it was just it's just bad. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, definitely, definitely agree. But I did it. I did it. I, I think I. I mean, I was gonna play. I was gonna draft something on on Magic Online anyway for, for my stream. We usually do. Uh, and they've got this this really cool incentive, I guess, with Magic Online at the moment, where you can just get cards for playing games. So for uh, February, they're giving away cards from the Black is Magic Secret Lair on Magic Online. Uh, if you, oh, cool. Yeah, so if you play, all you need to do is like play a, a game. So that could be like a commander game, a casual commander game with friends, or that could be you know, a, a vintage league game. As long as you finish a game in a week, you get a card. There's different cards each week from the secret layer and then if you if you do two weeks in a row you get a card three weeks in a row you get a card i think it's yeah two weeks in a row you get uh was it ponder i think ponder was in that set right yes yeah 
and then yeah, it had Riel, Riel on it. Yeah, three weeks in a row you get the Soul Ring, and then if you play four weeks in a row, you get Teferi Hero Dominaria. So okay. that's all right, okay. isn't it? It's all right. I'll have yeah, free Teferi for playing some horrible draft formats. <laughs> <laughs> Gambling is great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. I, I don't know. I mean, the stream itself was really nice. I think uh, I had had a few more people in in chat than usual, a few new faces, and it was just I don't know, nice and chilled, and really really nice. One of those one of those nice streams that every now and then you get that you just kind of need. It was good, good fun. That sounds yeah more productive than my time. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe. I, I don't know, man. I was just you know playing. RuneScape while watching other people play RuneScape. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what I would define as a good use of my time. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. I, I, I think objectively I did have a much better use of my time there. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that. I, I've made my choice. I'm, I'm okay with it. Speaking of good uses of time, this week we are going to revisit the good old hit or myth. Uh, we have the full spoiler for Kamigawa Neon Dynasty now. If you include every single version of every single card in the set, we have 512 cards in this set. What is going on with that? It's ridiculous. Because you need five different versions of Jigataxis. Yeah. <laughs> and three different versions of all of the Mythic Dragons. You need that, otherwise you're... Why are there four versions of Kadama of the West Tree? Yeah, I, I don't what? know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's so There's much so going on. Versions. So many different versions. Some of them really aren't too, like, dissimilar from each other. I, I, I don't know. I mean, we've we've talked about the whole booster fun thing to death, and but this feels like it, it's the most ridiculous one they've done so far. Like even more so than like Modern Horizons Two. It doesn't feel as complicated as Modern Horizons Two in terms of where to find where you can find these cards. But in terms of like variants, it, it seems ridiculous. There are so many. I don't know what's the cool one, what's the you know, what's the, the super rare chase one. And I just don't care. <laughs> I think the thing for me is like they, they keep they do you can get a regular foil version of something or an edged foil. Yeah. Who's collecting the edged foil? Who wants like the bling version but not that bling? Who wants like the bling version that looks a bit crap? I have no idea. Like who's that who's collecting that? Like yeah. Oh, I don't want I don't want the foil cool border Jinkataxias. I want the etched foil cool border Jinkataxias. Yeah, it's just strange to me. I don't know who's I don't doing know. this. Completionists, I guess, so people who are collecting you know, literally all of the cards. But like, even then, I guess the, surely the amount of variants and the amount of different cards must have like culled that herd a bit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, we have a collector who gets you know one of every version for every set. Um, it's, just, it's just too much. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's too many cards to have to buy, and too many versions that it's just and too many versions to keep track of, and then buying them on the secondary market is just too many. People just send you the wrong versions. Like it happened with the Mystical Archives, where yeah, yeah. So you could, <laughs> yeah, you could get the you could get the Japanese ones in exclusively etched foil in the English boosters, and then the Japanese versions came from Japanese booster packs, which were widely available in Europe, but yeah. still. So every time we'd buy. A Japanese mystical archive, we get sent an edge foil. <laughs> be like, no, that isn't the right one. And they were like, I'm so sorry. We we're like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> no one knows. No one can be blamed apart from wizards, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's all these versions again, edge foil, and they look identical except one of them looks like awful um, and one of them looks cool. So that'll be fun. And one of them will be worth, you know, 300% more than the other. 
Because that's fun, and that's what we like doing, and that's what I like doing at my job. Yeah, I hated it when it was just cards and cards in foil. That was that wasn't fun enough. Yeah, cards and every every and every now and then. Oh, here's a cool masterpiece or expedition. And they were quantifiable and happened once a year. Yeah, and now every set there are five different versions of mythics, (laughs) and I have to list them all and uh, trade for them all and remember prices for them all. It just makes my life uh, a lot a lot more fun. (laughs) I love it. What a what a time! What a time we're living in. That seems like an appropriate amount of silence to leave after that statement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go for it. Let's dump right in and, and and let's start from the start. So we have hit a myth. Ow, ayo. I'm unsure how you pronounce this one. I'm, so I'm going to say ow. Ayo. Ayo. It can't be ayo. <laughs> ow is the last a and o. It is the last a and o. I I would assume it's 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 ow, but who knows. The Dawn Sky. It's five white white for a five four legendary creature, Dragon Spirit. Has flying vigilance. When it dies, choose one. Look at the top seven cards of your library. Put any number of non-land permanent cards with total mana value four or less from among them onto the battlefield. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Put two, two plus one plus one counters in each permanent you control. That's a creature or vehicle. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've got the Dragon Cycle, which are all mythics. Um, yeah. Which I guess like they were going to be mythic regardless. I don't know if it feels that much like a mythic. I feel like the from the the, the choose one abilities, the thing, the first one definitely feels like feels mythic, but the second one maybe not so much. Like, look at the top seven cards of your library and potentially put seven permanents on the battlefield. That sounds pretty sick. But then the other one's like, oh, put two plus one plus one counters on each permanent you control as a creature or vehicle doesn't sound as exciting it's probably better <laughs> it probably is better that's, and that's probably that's the probably one gonna that's going to ring you the, win you the game as opposed exactly. to the one that's going to find I don't know a, a planes and a couple of spells like yeah I, I just like they keep doing this kind of thing where they try and make a fun cool commander effect and it's just not actually that impactful and no one actually wants to play this card yeah so it's it's just a bad um, protein hulk yeah because instead of searching your library, you search the top f- seven, which is, I don't know, like requires a lot of deck building restrictions. I don't really like a deck that plays th- these and then a bunch of low-cost creatures or whatever to put into play. I guess you get to find one full drop, but then, I, I don't know. It, it, and then the plus two, the two plus one plus one countless is kind of fine. Yeah. doesn't feel very mythic, but it's a big legendary dragon from Kamigawa, so I guess it fits. Makes it feel mythicy. Yeah, hmm. I'm not sure. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I I think. I think I'm I'm gonna give it a reluctant hit, based on 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 the ceiling for that that top ability. The fact when it dies, you know, there is a potential that you're gonna put seven permanents on the battlefield, and that's pretty good. Realistically, I think. Collector company is always going to be a much better card than than, than that effect. Like, yeah, always. Like even when you know when you you're designing a deck around that ability, I feel like you're going to get way more value from like a cocoa effect than whatever's going on in in white. And then when this dies, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure about this one. I think potentially there could be something there for for historic. There's some some mono white historic decks that. Are pretty good 
uh, that play a lot of a lot of creatures with mana value four or less. That it could be a nice sort of top end for those, and then when it dies, it replaces itself potentially quite a few times. I think it could it could find a place there in historic, but anywhere else apart from commander, I don't really see it being a thing. Uh, I guess in commander, it's your mono white dragon spirit commander if that's your thing. Not mine, but you do you. Yeah, I thought this could be a rare and just do the second ability, and that would be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this weird searching the top seven, but yeah, it's. Fine. I think I'll give it a hit just because all these dragons are going to be hits, regardless of whether they're good or not. Yeah, quite probably. I, th- I think I give it a reluctant hit, um, based on the the ceiling of that top ability being being potentially so high. So next up, then we have Atsushi, the Blazing Sky, two red red for a four four legendary creature, Dragon Spirit, as flying and trample, and when Atsushi, the Blazing Sky, dies. Choose one. Exile the top two cards of your library until the end of your next turn. You may play those cards, or create three treasure tokens. <sighs> yeah, this this does not feel like a, like a big special shiny mythic dragon to me at all. But it absolutely does feel like the red mythic from a <laughs> standard Magic the Gathering set. Yeah, it's just a red mythic dragon that we get in every set now. Yeah, and it's a shame that it has to be the legend that's meant to be like a, a cool callback to legendary dragons on Kamigawa. Yeah. Both of the abilities, when you read them, sound unimpressive, and uh, I, I don't know. I just I I've never really liked the the Kamigawa dragon design in that they have to die to do something cool. Yeah, like I get the I get the flavor words, but like, just okay. So if this I have to if I actively kill this, I get to and you don't get to time it properly. I guess you always just make the treasure tokens if it dies in combat, probably. But I don't know. You don't get to like decide when you get to exile the cards. It just sort of happens and you get some value for if they put yeah. a removal spell at it. Like, I don't know. I just I don't really like this design at all. I like that it's in the set because it, it's a callback and whatever. But yeah, I think if if this had just been like a like a dragon, if this was just red dragon, it's a four four. When it dies, do this. That would have been fine. But because it's it's a named legendary dragon, this it doesn't feel like very special or or anything like. I don't know, I could play Goldspawn Dragon over this any day. Yeah, I think one thing that's most of the problem is it's glory bringer, competing, like, competing with. Yeah. yeah it's um it just doesn't feel very exciting. I think that's my main thing, is like I don't even, I don't really even care if they're good, I just want them to be exciting and cool. Yeah, definitely that's, that's and this doesn't feel like good this. One of those one of those things that I've never been able to sort of pin down exactly what it is but for me a card might not necessarily be be good or, or powerful but it might have a sort of a mythic feel to it and this this doesn't hit that either it doesn't feel like this is a particularly great card a particularly powerful card and, and doesn't really seem cool or have that like mythic quality to it so I, I think I think based on the fact that we, we have like much better mono red mythic dragons I, I'm going to give this one a miss yeah, no, I, I think I agree. I genuinely thought this was a rare as well. It could have been, yeah, probably could have been. Yeah, I think it feels like a rare. I think we kind of have to hold it to a slightly different standard because pretty much every set does have a mono red mythic dragon, uh, and the ones from other sets have been so much better than this recently. So it just feels like oh, now we've got a named legendary one. Surely that should be better than the previous ones we, we, we've we have, and it just isn't. Really don't think it is. Cool commander though. Yeah, maybe, maybe. 
I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I know what you people want anymore. It shares a name with one, one of my favourite wrestlers, so that'll do. It's got that going for it, at least. That is something. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, then, we have Blade of the Oni. That is one black, three, three, one. Artifact creature, equipment demon. Has menace, and equipped creature has base, power, and toughness 5-5. Five, five, has menace, and is a black demon, in addition to its other colours and types. And has reconfigure, two black, black. So for two black black, attached to target creature you control or unattached from a creature, reconfigure only is a sorcery. While attached, this isn't a creature. Eh, yeah, it doesn't feel very exciting. I think it didn't help that I, we saw a lot of reconfigure creatures before we saw the mythic one. Yeah, yeah, and fully agree with you there. The mythic that has the the reconfigurability, and I, I feel I don't know. I feel like for a mythic with reconfigure, it could have like. When it becomes unequipped, or when it becomes equipped, do this. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that very much the same. Like, if 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 reconfigure had only been on like this card, or like it only been on like rares and mythics, then yeah, that would be cool. That would be more exciting. That would be like a like a cool, flashy, exciting, cool mythic thing for it to do. But reconfigure is on a bunch of cards in the set. It's a cool mechanic. I like the mechanic a lot. But yeah, yeah, for sure doesn't feel particularly mythic like we have other cards that are I guess I guess technically not as powerful but still do the same thing just have to have different numbers yeah this doesn't feel like it's pushed enough either to make it exciting yeah yeah definitely just turns it into a 5-5 so you can't even like put it on a big thing already and give it like plus 3 plus 1 or whatever which is what a lot of the other reconfigure cards do yeah Yeah, it's just kind of like like a myth for me or if it been like something stupid, like you know, when this is it, when this is attached, it turns into a Mazar's detail, like that kind of thing. Yeah, like it's actually really good when you attach it, but it's just yeah. a three-one. That it's just a three-five. Five. Yeah, yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah, you equip it and it turns into like a, like a like a really, really busted a piece piece of equipment, but it's it's not really that bad at all. Not really that good at that. Yeah, I don't know. It it feels like a miss to me. It's a cool card, it's a cool design, just this could have been a rare and that would have been alright, I think. Just feels a bit boring, which is yeah. unfortunate. Definitely, definitely. Next up then we have Explosive Singularity, that is 8 red red for a sorcery. As an additional cost to cast this spell, you may tap any number of untapped creatures you control. This spell costs 1 less to cast for each creature tapped this way. Explosive Singularity deals 10 damage to any target. The fuck is this? This is your your red mythic that isn't a dragon. Like <laughs> what, what what is this isn't what why are we doing this? Yeah. Why is this a card we're making in the year twenty twenty two? Like I'm the first to complain about power creep and fire design and all that kind of crap, but what is this? This is a deal ten to any target with convoke. Yeah. <laughs> this could have been this is uh, this is less good than Stoke the Flames, and that was an uncommon. Yeah. Why are we doing this? <laughs> I thought when I first read it, it was I was reading through it and it cost ten mana and it was a mythic sorcery. So like, oh, I must deal ten damage to every target. Like it must be another star of extinction. Nope, one target. Nope. Sure, it can kill your opponent if they're on ten, but also you're tapping all your creatures that you could just attack with and kill them with anyway. Yeah. If I've got enough creatures to tap this to make it a reasonable mana cost, then I'm winning anyway because I have that many creatures. Yeah. I make sure you can like if they have a bunch of blockers, you can go over the top with this, but. I do not like this design. I do not like this as a mythic. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, I I think that this was this was probably meant to be played uh, 
in the Aron's Epiphany extra turn deck thing. Because you, you, yeah, you can copy this with, uh, with Alchemist's Gambit, can't you? No, no, Alchemist's Gambit. Oh, Alchemist's Gambit is the turned one. What's the copy one? There's a copy one, isn't there? Expressive something? Probably, the yeah. Next, the next spell you cast this turn is copied. Yeah, yeah. Something iteration? Galvanic iteration? That's the one, yeah. Yeah, there we go. That's the one. Galvanic iteration, yeah. So you cast that, and then you cast Expose the Singularity and win, and that's the the cute combo, and you can use your birds from Elrond's Epiphany to pay for the cost. I guess this is meant to be... This is Mythic, so you don't draft it all the time, because this is still probably miserable in draft. Yeah, this is probably going to absolutely wreck your opponent in limited. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah which, is, which is fine, I understand that, but also, why make this card? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this, I hate this, this is awful. Uh, it's uh, just... Uh, it's not even like it's not because everyone complains about when when Comet Storms a mythic, right? Yeah. At least that's fun and has flexibility. It's just like oh, deal ten. Ha ha ha. Ha. <laughs> I don't know. I hate this. I hate this very much, and it definitely doesn't feel like a mythic to me. Yeah, it's. Hmm. I don't know. To me, it it very much feels like it's the mono red mythic that isn't the mono red dragon. Uh, but I don't. I don't know. I feel like. This one just isn't really that exciting. It's it's pretty powerful in limited. But I don't know. This is cause like this isn't going to do anything in commander. This what isn't going to do is... anything in modern. Like this isn't. Uh, I, yeah. What about this is Kamigawa? I don't know. Like, what about so, so like all the dragons? Like fine, even if we don't they think they're mythical or not, they're extremely Kamigawa. Blade of the only very Kamigawa. You've got all the sagas. That's fine. Oh, Kamigawa things. Is it a? Is this a Dragon Ball reference? Is it the Spirit Bomb? It's it everybody. It's everybody channel, channeling their energy. Is that what it is? And the then you, you can use yeah, somebody. you can use Convoke, so you can tap it. You can tap all your creatures to use their energy to put all of their energy into the big spell, into the big bomb. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. That gets negated. But st- yeah, but still, <laughs> why? <laughs> I especially, mean, the, especially, the spirit bomb missed, right? <laughs> it's a flavor you, win. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But especially in a set where you have vehicles, where you want to be tapping your creatures for other purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, again, am I supposed to crew my vehicle so I can tap it to cast Explosive Singularity? Like... I don't know, I just kind of hate it. Yeah, it should, maybe it's like a very vague Dragon Ball reference. And that's... If, if, the, if, it is, if this is a reference to the Spirit Bomb, then 100% this gets a hit from me. If it's not, then this is this is, this is is like the worst myth we've had so far. Would it be off, Would it be like too good to have this like have crew? Crew, like, yeah. Reduce, yeah. Reduces, reduces the mana cost. Crew, yeah. But like reduces the mana cost equal to their power. So if you tap any power creature, it costs two. Would two, that have yeah. been too good at Mythic? I don't know. Because you've still got to get that much power into play. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know. I just don't like this. That's a cool design, though. Maybe you should go get a job in game design. No, because I'm bad at game design, and I'm sure I'm wrong about <laughs> this card as well, but I just, <laughs> I don't, my, my tiny pea brain cannot understand this and why yeah. it I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know. I'm going to say this is a myth. But if this is if this is a reference to the spirit bomb, then okay, it'll be a hit. I'm That's sure we'll thing. never find out. If it's a reference to the spirit bomb for Dragon Ball, okay. <laughs> That's it. That's all you can say. That doesn't make it instantly cool. That doesn't make it the best thing ever. I, I it's think just it's like, cool, fine. but I you know, as someone who found Dragon Ball Z at the age of twelve, I think that is super cool. 
Uh, yeah, I suppose that's probably quite a lot of the magic playing market as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Everyone loves Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball's great. Well, Dragon Ball Z was great. Some of hey, Dragon, some of Dragon Ball's were fine. Yeah, some of Dragon Ball Super's good. Like, Vegeta over Mustache is, is the best. The absolute best. <laughs> Vegeta's just the best. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, I hate Explosive Singer at you. Let's move on. <laughs> Next up, then, we have Hidetsugu Consumes All. It's one black-red for an enchantment saga. Its first chapter is Destroy Each Non-Land Permanent with Mana Value 1 or less. The second one is Exile All Graveyards. The third one is Exile the Saga and Return to the Battlefield Transformed under your control. And Transformed, it is a 3-3 Ogre Shaman with Trample. Whenever Vessel of the All-Consuming deals damage, put a plus one plus one counter on it. Whenever Vessel of the All-Consuming deals damage to a player, if it has dealt ten or more damage to that player this turn, they lose the game. There's so many moving pieces. Uh, there is. Yeah, I feel I like... Guess. Yeah, I I want to say this this one's a hit, because I, I really like the, the sagas that turn into creatures. I think that's super, super cool. And I, I so I've I've seen some some posts this week where people have been talking about Kamigawa uh, Neon Dynasty and how it's the, the wordiest magic set. So out of every magic that set that's been printed, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty is the set that has the most words on all of the cards when you combine it. I absolutely think that's true. I mean, because it is, because it's a fact. But I, I don't think that is necessarily like a bad thing or like a like a or ridiculous thing that should be sort of highlighted. I think a lot of these cards do have a lot of text on but it makes sense to me although the cards are more wordy they are far more intuitive than some of the stuff that we had in Strixhaven well, yeah also you don't have to care about the backside of this card when it's in your hand yeah, yeah you absolutely. only have to care about this the backside of this card when you look at the backside of the card because it's what's in play yeah with Strixhaven you had to know what the backside of your card is when it was in your hand or on the stack like what, uh, why <laughs> Whereas this is like, yeah, there's loads of words, but I will read them all as they go through this saga, and then when it turns into the other thing, I will read them all then. Yeah. All, and that's all, fine, and I understand what's going on. You get a little reminder as well, the bottom left, that, oh, it's a 3-3. Three, three. So, and that's all you need. Yeah. That's all you need. Okay, it does stuff. And, and it's a 3-3. Three, three. That's fine. That's good. Yeah, I I think this this card is super cool. Uh, it has a, that player loses the game. I am always a big fan of of that, or or you win the game, that stuff definitely ticks my my myth box. Well, my hit box, I guess, quite a lot. And these these enchantment sagas that flip over into enchantment creatures, super cool. Absolutely love this. It's very cool. It's a very cool card, and it's kind of probably code of okay. I don't know three. Yeah, maybe. Destroy all, destroy all treasure tokens. Yeah, each non-land permanent mana value one or less. Yeah, it's probably fine. Probably fine. Rex Affinity, I guess. <laughs> you just destroy all the treasure in uh, the Dockside Extortionist, mate. Yeah. Kills right, Ragavan. I guess. It kills, it kills Ragavan, <laughs> let's go. It kills Ragavan, Dragon Rage Traveler, uh, Chalice of the Void. Yeah. Uh, how can we make this card good? Uh, <laughs> it's cool design, I, and I like it. It's probably, it's probably a hit. I don't know why we have to have two Hidetsugu. I don't know why we have to, because like all the sagas are like characters that died in the old Kamigawa. Yeah, yeah. Hidetsugu is still here, so I don't really understand why we need another Hidetsugu card. But other than that, it's cool. Yeah, I, I think it's super cool. I really do love the the alternate art on all of the sagas as well. Like I know we complained about them are being, you know, fifteen different versions of every card, but for the the sagas, the sagas have got super cool alternate art. Oh my god! I've just realised the sagas. The, the, uh, there are versions of the sagas where the back has extended art. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yes. you can't extend the art on the front. Because the back has extended so art, but the front is the same. But then it has alternate art where the front has different art and the back has different art. Absolutely fuck off. <laughs> Wait, so say, I was like, why are there two versions of this card on, on this one? This looks exactly this. Oh, the back's extended. Great. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Fucking wizards. Speaking of cards, I mean, versions, ooh, boost of fun. <laughs> uh-huh. Next up, we have Jingataxius Progress Tyrant. Five blue blue for a Phyrexian Praetor. It's a five five. Whenever you cast an artifact, instant or sorcery spell, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for that copy. His ability triggers only once each turn. Whenever an opponent casts an artifact, instant or sorcery spell, counter that spell. This ability triggers only once each turn. Yeah, it's a big myth. I think it's a Praetor. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. Easy, 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 easy hit. You have to do Kataxis Progress, Tyrant out in play, and then you cast Explosive Singularity and you win the game. You deal with your opponent for 20. The fuck? No, I love that card. That card's so good. <laughs> it just kills them in one go. It's like it's, it's like playing real magic. You just it's like go Dragon Ball. Se- you go 7 drop into 10 drop and you get to tap your Jinkataxis to cast it. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this card this card's cool. I, yeah. I love this card a lot, and fractions are the best, as we know. Mm. We, we'll we'll agree to disagree on that one, but the card is super cool. I, I love the art. Both versions of the art super super sweet. Yeah, I, I think this is, this is this is a very very easy hit. Yeah, this is great. I love it. It's probably a good thing I want Epiphany's band in standard right, or else it would just be like mono blue turns. I mean, even if this card didn't exist, it's probably a good it thing was just yeah. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, in a world where you already have the horrendous Alrond's Epiphany deck, and then you just slot Jingataxis in, that gets you another Alrond's Epiphany. That would have been would have been ridiculous. That sounds fun. What were they thinking? <laughs> uh, Commander. I imagine. That is true. That is true. Probably. Yeah, there you go, Jingataxis. Your mono blue turns for Commander. That should be fun for all. That's just. I've just. I've just realised that. That's yeah. Oh god. Yeah, yeah, you just get extra turns. I'm so glad I don't play Commander. And then I cast Time Stretch and I take four extra turns. Ah, ha ha ha, is everyone having fun? <laughs> no, good. <laughs> cast Cyclonic Rift twice, because <laughs> why not? I don't know, man. I'm looking forward to this card being responsible for the lot of slashing of tyres on people's cars. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Next up then, we have a Dugan Defends the Temple. That's two and a green for Saga. First chapter is create a 1 1 green monk creature token with tap add green. 2 put a plus 1 plus 1 counter on each of up to 2 target creatures. 3 exile the saga and then return it to the battlefield transformed into your control. It turns into a remnant of the rising star. It is a 2 2 dragon spirit. Has flying. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay X. When you do, put X plus 1 plus 1 counters on that creature. As long as you control 5 or more modified creatures, remnant of the rising star gets plus 5 plus 5 and has trample. And it says equipment, auras, you control, and counters are modifications. This is this is a this good is sweet. Card. This is like this, yeah, really good. This is very playable. So yeah. three 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 mana Lano or Elf that then yeah. can become a three three if you want, or make another thing bigger, and then you turns into a big boy that makes all your cards better. It just so many things. Yeah, it's sick. I really like that the the front really helps out the back as well. Like gives you another creature. Yeah. You can put a plus one plus one around one counter on that creature and that creature also taps for mana so you can you can use that to pay for the x cost it's sick yeah. i really like this card a lot it's a really cool yeah. design 
And the, the second chapter can make two modified creatures because you can put a counter yeah. on two different creatures. It's very, it's a very good design, and I think it's very playable. And I like the you can just every creature you cast has kicker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just put cows on it. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. This is this is a very very easy hit for me. Uh, yeah, for sure. Love this, love this design. Everything about it. And the art's art, really good. Yeah, the I said the art's super sweet. I like both the regular version and the the ultimate art as well. I think I prefer the regular version though, like the the really intricate art cut out of a leaf. It's super cool. Yeah, this is where we find out in like two months' time that this was actually cut out of a real leaf. Yeah, <laughs> just photograph it. Yeah, probably. Some incredible artists in the, in this game. Yeah, that's a uh, uh, yeah. This is a great cut, and um, it's an easy hit, I think. Yeah. Next up, then we have Junji Midnight Sky. Is three black black for legendary creature Dragon Spirit. It's a 5-5 five, five with Flying Menace, and when Junji the Midnight Sky dies, choose one. Each opponent discards two cards and loses two life, or put target non-dragon creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control, you lose two life. Hey, look, a card I can put in my Marin deck. Yeah. Yay! Uh, yeah, this is an easy hit. I think the abilities yep. on this are like pushed enough. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the discards two cards and loses two life sucks but the put target dragon creature put target non-dragon creature card from a graveyard on the battlefield under your control is sweet big big fan yeah, of that really cool. easy really hit cool. on, on that alone I mean, uh, if you, and the fact can... that it's a 5-5 five, five, it's a 5 mana 5-5 five, five for flying and menace like that's decent as well it's a decent enough beater I mean if you can recur it the mind the mind right is pretty good yeah if you can recur it but also just like they can you can just make your opponent hellbent right I think that's yeah. kind of okay. But you're reanimating stuff. I just it's it's obviously a commander card, but it's really cool. Um, and like I think this is better than um, Kakusha, which I don't think I can say about the other two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's actually I better than the original dragon. I don't know if it's better than Kakusha, but I I love it. I think it's a cool design. I think like this is a, this is, out of all the ones that we've seen so far, this is the one that I would be happy putting in a cube and would have a lot of fun with and would enjoy playing against Nikub as well. Yeah, I think that that comes under like mythic um the definition of mythic is it, it would it be called in cube. Yeah, yeah. And this this definitely would. I just love these kind of effects that when it dies do a thing. Um yeah. especially when it has reanimate on it. <laughs> so good. This card's great. And I like the art with like the flowers and stuff. It's very pretty. Yeah. Yeah, but I think again both the art on on this are super cool. Yeah, I love this one. Good card. Easy good. hit. Easy hit. Good card. <laughs> Next up, then, we have Kyrie, the Swirling Sky. Uh, it's a 6 6 Dragon Spirit, Flying, and Ward 3. When Kyrie, the Swirling Sky, dies, choose one. Return any number of target non land permanents with mana value 6 or less to their owner's hands. Mill 6 cards and return up to 2 instant and or sorcery cards from your graveyard to your hand. Very cool. Yeah, this is this is another well, easy hit for me as well. Um, yeah, that first ability return any number of non of target non land permanents of total mana value six or less to their owner's hands is pretty good. It's basically paradoxical outcome. Yeah. <laughs> Use this to bounce all your moxes. Yeah. Oh boy. Six mana sorcery speed paradoxical outcome. That sounds great. And you have to have a sack outlet. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I do find it kind of funny funny that this has Ward 3, so it's actually hard to get your opponent to kill it. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty fine because it's also a 6-6. Six, six. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The mill, the mill 6, like, double Archimance is pretty cool as well. Uh, I like it. It's, it, it's, it. It feels like it does enough to warrant being a mythic, whereas, like, 
the red one was just like do an impulse draw, make treasures. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. I, I think <laughs> I think that those, those abilities are quite interesting. Like if we go back to that cube point as well, I think those abilities are quite interesting for a you know a, a six mana six mana blue card and cube as well. I think you could have some fun with that. Definitely. Is it cooler than Frost Titan? I don't know. Nothing's cooler than Frost Titan. <laughs> True. I mean, if we're just talking about Frosty. Would you rather play against this or Hullbreaker Horror? <laughs> <laughs> I would much rather play against this. Yeah, Hullbreaker Horror is awful. Truly awful. Cool. Just yeah, Hullbreaker Horror is like, really, it feels like lazy design as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I prefer, yeah, Hullbreaker Horror is a card that has got has only improved with alchemy. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's, yeah. they made it less stupid. Yeah. <laughs> why can't it be countered, Joe? I don't know. I don't know. Why, why, <laughs> couldn't you, why couldn't you counter it? Why is the anyway? Uh, this this guy's great. I love it. Yeah, and I yeah. like that the the alternate art looks like a Rayquaza variant. Yeah, so it does. It looks like a massive Pokemon, which is Big great. Pokemon. I'm a big fan. Yeah. yeah. Also shares a, a name with a professional wrestler I love as well. Of course it does. Yeah, I'm sure that's on purpose. You never know. You never know. Next up, then we have Kaito Shizuku. He is one blue black for a legendary planeswalker Kaito. Uh, has at the beginning of your end step, if Kaito entered the battlefield this turn, he faces out. Plus one, draw a card, then discard a card unless you attack this turn. Minus two, create a one one blue ninja creature token with this creature can't be blocked. Minus seven, you get an emblem with whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player. Search your library for a blue or black creature card, put it on the battlefield, then shuffle. Comes in with three yeah. yeah, this card yeah. is sick. It's really cool. I love this card <laughs> a lot. Yeah. It's super cool. I guess we're like at the point now where planeswalkers have to do something special as well. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. just enchantments with activated abilities. Um, but that's that's cool. And I like this design. I like being able to make a planeswalker look like a ninja, like do what ninjas do. And then the minus seven is very ninjury as well. It's just great. It's just a, it's just a very cool card. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's. It's cool. I love it. Love everything about this. Uh, especially love the the Tetsuohara art as well. Like that's super cool. Still, still can't get over that. Looking forward to, to playing playing with that in cube. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's gonna go straight in my cube. This card is is fantastic. It makes ninjas. I'm looking forward to talking to people about how the foil version of that art is going to be very expensive and having them go, no, you're an idiot. It's going to be worth no money because the cards haven't been opened yet. Yeah. Just like the Alucard Soren isn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it'll be much cheaper. It'll be 20 quid in a week when all the stock has been opened. Oh, it's still 120 euros. What a surprise. Yeah. I do like that that kind of, that theme as well. Just like get a cool artist to do a cool card. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it yeah, looks it's like, like their work. Absolute legendary artist. It's super cool. Big fan of this. God knows how much money they paid him. <laughs> Must yeah. have a lot of money. Well, yeah, like a lot of money, but like they have a lot of money. They're a division of Hasbro. <laughs> you know. Yeah. They can do it. They can do it. I'm, I'm super glad they did. Super glad they did. Yeah, it looks amazing. It's really cool. Next up then we have Kadama of the West Tree. That is two green for a 3-3 three, three, legendary creature spirit. Has a reach and modified creatures you control have trample. Whenever a modified creature you control deals combat damage to a player, search your library for a basic land card, put it on the battlefield tapped, then shuffle. See, I was going to 
call this a, a myth and be like, why doesn't it modify a creature and then realize it costs three mana? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> is this is very aggressively costed. <laughs> yep, I thought this was like a six drop. <laughs> it's nah. like, oh, it's true, you should ETB and give counters or something, right? Uh, no, this card's just real, real good. Yeah, really cool. I, I like this card a lot. And if we can finally completed the Kadamas, we, yeah. we had we had East Tree and Commander Legends, right? And I'm now we've Kadama to, the West Tree. Um, <laughs> looking forward to Kadama of the Southwest Tree being invented. Yeah, um, yeah this is really cool. Um, and Kadama of the Northeast Tree, and it's just a, like <laughs> awful Geordie. <laughs> it's just a tree. It's just a tree with. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it's just a tree with a Greg's wrapper stuck in its branches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this guy's great. I like it a lot. I yeah. like the art on the original one as well. Just like I don't really yeah. know what's going on, but I like it. The art in the original one's cool, but the uh, yeah, the tapioca has done the art for the uh, the alternate art, and oh, it's sweet, super super cool. Yeah, the, I, you know, a mainstay for your plus one plus one counter EDH decks gives all creatures with plus one plus one trample, you know, and then you ramp with it. That's very cool. Yeah, it's it's, it's a great card. I'm a big fan. Yeah, seems like an easy hit. I don't know, I don't know why it only costs three mana, but yeah, this is going to go every, every green, every green commander deck can play this. So for sure. Next up, we have Kura, the Boundless Sky, three green, green for a four-four Dragon Spirit. It's flying a Death Touch. When Kura, the Boundless Sky, dies, choose one. Search your library for up to three land cards to reveal them. Put them in your hand, then shuffle. Create an XX Green Spirit creature token where X is the number of lands you control. Hmm. Uh, this seems dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, this is, this is cool. I thought it was basic lands initially, and was like, why? And then realized it was real lands, and I was like, no. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's any land. I, I think if <laughs> if it was search it over up to three lands and put them on the battlefield, and this would be the easiest hit we've ever done, and this would be absolutely busted. Um, yes. <laughs> but putting those lands in your hand is still pretty good. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um Especially when you, you, know, you play like Explore or something or Azusa or yeah, yeah, and it's just and then you can also just make a big boy, yeah, um, yeah. I think it's just this is like third in my ranking of like most fun, cool designs, which goes black, blue, green, white, red. Um, but this is still a lot cooler than the red one, and that makes it yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I don't know because we kind of we pissed on the red one because it was like the red one just does, sucks. It just it does just generic sucks. red things. This just does generic green things. <laughs> um, yeah, I got at least the green things are interesting. Like, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I like this a lot more than those other two. I think this is a hit for me. It's yeah, very cool. Easy, easy hit for me. I I like the, yeah like search your library up to three land cards, reveal them, put them in your hand. Like that, that's sick. There's so much flexibility with that. Or I, I mean, I say flexibility. It's not. It'll go get you like, I don't know, Field of the Dead Vesuver and something else. I think it's kind of weird that the green Nick, one Nick doesn't, doesn't. Yeah, I just I feel it's kind of weird that the green one doesn't modify creatures, but yeah, the white one yeah. does. But I think they'll be a little too close to Jugan. Yeah, Jugan put five one one cards on it. Quite boldly, um, but I, yeah, I, I just think that 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 is such a cool ability that just searching for lands. And you compare that to the red one, it's like uh, make some treasure and then exile top two cards of your library. Like, yeah, this is this is way better. This, this is definitely a hit for me. Yeah, for sure. This is it's a very cool card. Yeah, I'm a big fan. 
Next up then we have Nashi, Moon Sage's Scion. That is one black black for a rat ninja. It's a 3-2, it has ninjutsu, 3 in a black. Whenever Nashi, Moon Sage's Scion deals combat damage to a player, excel the top card of each player's library. Until end of turn you may play one of those cards. If you cast a spell this way, pay life equal to its mana value rather than paying its mana cost. Cool. Yeah. Very Easy cool. hit for me. Easy hit. So the top card of until end of turn. So it's just like, wait, what the, why? Yeah, free spells. <laughs> All why about free this, spells. Why does this do this? They, yeah, this is just the, the, like, the best cube card that they've released in quite some time. It's like a Fallen Shinobi. Yeah. Right, Fallen Shinobi is like, obviously better. But like, yeah, being able to just cast a spell for free off the top of your opponent's deck is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is an easy hit. It's only this is why I wanted three two or you can ninjutsu for four. Like, yeah, th- this card is sweet, really, really cool. I think this is what everyone wanted when they when we returned to ninjutsu. Yeah, it's just like something kind of that feels really busted when you get to do it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it, like most games it's going to be quite good, but sometimes it's going to be absolutely ridiculous. I I think it's great. I love this. It's really cool. It's kind of like, rat ninjas are great anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet, yeah, yeah it's easy. It's, just it's very, very easy for me. I think the potentially, cool. yeah, the arts are cool. I, I really like the like the standard art is really cool. I really like like that. But then I, I think the alternate art may just be a nod to Akira. It looks that way, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's got the it's got the bike in in the pose. I I think it is. Yeah, like he's like, like skidding down the road, and we see that that like is an exact shot from Akira, right? Yeah, it has to be. be. Yeah, and it's a rat. <laughs> <Very cool. laughs> I think it's cool. Yeah, easy hit. Yep. Next up, then we have Spirit Sisters Call. It's three white black for an enchantment. At the beginning of your end step, choose target permanent card in your graveyard. You may sacrifice a permanent that shares a card type with the chosen card. If you do, return the chosen card from your graveyard to the battlefield, and it gains. If this permanent would leave the battlefield, exile it instead of putting it anywhere else. This is the first time I know what this card does. Because every, every time I started reading it before, I got bored halfway through and started reading it. Yeah, I I go to read it, and then I, I see the art, and I'm like, oh, kind of looks like Bolas Horns. Kind of looks like Bolas Horns. <laughs> it does bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is... A, re- a repeatable, less good victimize. Yeah, that's powerful. Just sack off your crap things, reanimate your thing. It's gonna be like a staple in re- reanimate ADH decks forever. Yeah, hundred percent. The, the the card's fantastic. I think I think it's a fantastic card. Um, I guess it's a hmm. I guess it's a hit because of how powerful it could be potentially. Like you you could build a really cool deck yeah. around this. For sure. And and it's you may sacrifice a permanent. So it's choose a permanent card in your graveyard. You may sacrifice a permanent that shares a card type. So with the permanent, it's not just creature. It could be anything, and that's that's pretty cool. So you could like ultimate a planeswalker down to one, and then swap it for another planeswalker. Stuff yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. You flip flop any 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 permanent type. Yeah, this card's great. Mill, yeah, mill yourself. Put a put an Ugin in your graveyard, and then sacrifice your Kaya and get an Ugin. Like, yeah. Yes, yeah, all yeah, sorts of cool yeah, things this, like that potentially. I like that. This is one of the EDHiest cards I've seen in a while. Yeah. I think I think if it had just been creatures, then I, I might have given this a miss. I think it would have been a, a good card still and a very cube and EDH playable card. But 
I think, yeah, because it is permanent type, it can just be anything that's permanent. I think that's super cool. I, yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Also, the alternate art is the most Yu-Gi-Oh thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't even make out what it is to be honest. It looks like what some sort that? of like, like, uh, don't know, like some sort of robot millipede, also <laughs> a snake with lasers. That also might be a train. I can't quite tell. I have no idea. Yeah, it's got lasers that are coming out of something that I cannot describe to you, which makes it very Yu-Gi-Oh to me. Yeah. So where is where? What part of the, the creature is that? Ah, I have no idea. <laughs> the cheeks that are like <laughs> away from its face. Is it doing a Pikachu? That's the strangest looking Pikachu I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's cool regardless. I like it. It is. Yeah, I prefer the weird, kind of bolus looking art myself. But yeah, no, I love the noodly dragons flying yeah. up to some kind of pool. It's very cool. Cool, cool card. Next up, then, and this, this one is, is again another easy hit. We have Tamio Completed Sage. Two green Phyrexian Hybrid Green Blue, and blue for a Legendary Planeswalker Tamio. She has completed, so hybrid uh, blue green mana can be paid with either green, blue, or two life. If life was paid, the Planeswalker enters with two fewer loyalty counters. So plus one, tap up to one target artifact or creature, doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. Minus X, XL target non-non-permanent card with mana value X from your graveyard. Create a token that's a copy of that card. Minus 7, create Tamio's Notebook, a legendary colorless artifact token with spells you cast cost 2 less to cast and tap draw a card. She comes in with 5 loyalty. Yep. Cool design. I love this uh, implementation of Phyrexia Mana. I've said this all before, it's great. Yep. And this is my first time seeing the borderless ultimate art and it's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? Absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, I, I, as much as I hate what they've done to Tamio in the story, this card is super cool, ridiculously good. This is going to see a lot of play, potentially in a couple of different formats. And that, yeah, that that Katia Tarada art is just incredible. Absolutely it's incredible. So I love this card. Yeah. I love this card so much. Yeah, I kind of want one of those alternate art ones for my cube. It's yeah, yeah, really, really special piece of art on a really cool card. The fact that it has completed as an ability as well, I, I think I mean, that alone would, would stick it in the uh, in the hit category for me. I really hope that's just a thing that happens now. Like we like yeah, the Phyrexians go around completing a bunch of planeswalkers, and then this is an ability we see on a planeswalker per set. Yeah, and maybe we can translate it to. Uh, to other to like creatures as well, where like if you if it's completed, it enters with two minus one minus one counters or something. Yeah, yeah, that'd be sweet. That's sweet. That would be super cool. I like it a lot. Easy hit, easiest hit the lot probably. Next up, then we have Tesseret Betrayer of Flesh. That is two blue blue for a legendary planeswalker. Tesseret comes in with four loyalty. He has a static ability of the first activated ability of an artifact you activate each turn. Costs two less to activate. Uh, you can plus one, draw two cards, and then discard two cards, unless you discard an artifact card. Minus two, target artifact becomes an artifact creature. If it isn't a vehicle, it has base and power toughness 4-4. Four, four. Minus six, you get an emblem with whenever an artifact you control becomes tapped, draw a card. It's very Tesseret. It is very Tesseret. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Planeswalkers are always easy hits for me. Yeah. Uh, I guess yeah, we just we are just, usually. every Planeswalker is just going to have static ability now. Right? Every plane because every planeswalker in the set has a stack ability, so I yeah. guess we're it's just uh, the, the place we live now. 
Um, yeah, it, it does a lot of cool things. I think Four Mana is pretty good for this. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great card and it's an easy an easy hit for me, for sure. I just yeah, same, definitely. Tezzeret's like definitely. one of my favorite Planeswalkers. I think, yeah, Tezzeret's a super cool character. Um, it's interesting. I don't think it's the best Tezzeret. I don't think it's the worst Tezzeret. It, it's, it's a very, very Tezzeret-y Tezzeret. That activated ability of artifacts yes. you activate each turn costs two less to activate. It's, it's, it's going to be busted somewhere. Someone much smarter than I am is going to it's gonna, <laughs> it's just gonna name the artifact that it goes infinite with. So I'm sure there'll be at least one out there. Uh, it's cool. It's a cool card. Like it a lot. And again, we have like four different treatments for this one at least. I'm sure there'll be some sort of, I don't know, difference between the types of foils depending on which booster pack you get it in as well. <laughs> they'll find a way. They'll find a way. But yeah, this is cool. This isn't an easy hit for me again. Well, wow, I love Tezzeret so much. Yeah, it's it's cool. Cool. Next up then we have the Kami War that is one white, blue, black, red, green for a saga. It has the first chapter, exile target non-non-permanent and opponent controls. Second chapter is return up to one of a target target non-non-permanent with its owner's hand. Then each opponent discards a card. And then the third one is exile the saga and return to the battlefield transformed and deal control. Uh, on the back it is Okagachi Made Manifest is 6-6 six, six for a Dragon Spirit. Okagachi Made Manifest is all colours, has Flying Trample, and whenever it attacks, defending player chooses a non-land card in your graveyard. Return that card to your hand. Okagachi Made Manifest gets plus X plus zero until end of turn, where X is the mana value of that card. Uh, what? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot <laughs> going on here. Um, uh, I... I th- I think this is one where the coolness factor wins out for me, or like the mythic factor, whatever, wins out for me, because it's a five-color saga. Uh, it Sure, it doesn't do the best thing. It doesn't do the best things on either side. Like, six mana, and it's five mana of different colors as well, to exile a non-land permanent. That sucks. And then bounce something back and make your opponents discard. Yeah. Yeah, for six mana of like all the different mana, it doesn't feel that great. Then it's a six six, and it has flying trample, and gets huge, and you get cards back from your graveyard. Like it's a very very strange design, and I don't know. It, I feel like there's just there's a lot going on in the card, and I guess there has to be mm. for the mana that you put into it. But I don't know. Yeah, I think for I mean... me, for me, it just it just does tip over that that hit or myth barrier because of because of that. I don't know, it has that, that mythic factor to me. It has that mythic feel to it. I mean, the backside is just ridiculous. Yeah. If that was just a creature, it would be insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I mean, mean it, I guess... it would have to be for one white, blue, black, red, green, though. Yeah, well, this, this is the thing. Like, the, the Kami War is almost impossible to encapsulate on a card. Yeah. And I kind of like that they've tried. And then... Um, Okagachi is just... I, I, what, what do you make Okagachi do... Uh, it, this is the thing it does, I guess. It's huge and rebuys stuff and gets huger. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose it's like because they did they did no uh card for commander, right? It's like yeah, in the, yeah. In the, I'm just going to find out what that does because they uh, for the the dragon deck. Um, uh, the vengeful kami. Yeah, which is. The six mana Wubergan one for a six six flying trample when it does combat damage to a player if that player attacks during his last turn exile target on a permanent player controls. 
Uh, yeah, I guess this is more interesting than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, a, it's just like, it, yeah, I think they've, I, I think it just feels really complicated and weird and doesn't really make a lot of sense of itself. And it's just a, a card you play in a five color commander deck that's kind of cool. Yeah, um, yeah. And I guess it still gets like buffed by dragons or spirits if that's a thing you care about. So, and you know, like exile on an opponent, and each opponent can like an opponent controls is fine. Uh, and then returning something is fine. I think the front side's very bad for the cast, but then the back side is very yeah. good for the cast. So, yeah, it's that's it. It's one where, for me, if it was just if it you know you strip away all the art, strip away all the, all the design. And you just have like have the text on the front, the text on the back. Then I'd be like, oh, I don't know, not the coolest thing ever. But when you you look, you look at the you look at the card as a whole, look at all the pieces of the card together as a whole. I I think it has that that special mythic mythic factor. I, I think it just pushes it over the line for me. I'm gonna give this a hit. It's definitely yeah, it's... A, it's definitely a cooler, more interesting design than the mythic red dragon. I'll give it that. We're just gonna shut that dragon just the whole time. <laughs> it's yeah. I it just it just sucks. It's, it's just bad. Yeah. Unfortunately. It doesn't even make a cool commander. That's my, my biggest gripe with it. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, if you're like, yeah, we pushed it for commander, it's not even good. It's just like, <laughs> okay. He's just wasted a legendary dragon slot. Yeah. Oh well. And finally, we come to our last mythic of the set. We have the Wandering Emperor. Two white, white for legendary planeswalker. Uh, Wandering Emperor has Flash. As long as the Wandering Emperor enters the battlefield this turn, you may activate her loyalty abilities anytime you could cast an instant. She enters with three loyalty, has plus one, put a plus one plus one counter up to one target creature. It gains first strike in the land of turn. Minus one, create a two two white samurai creature token of vigilance. And minus two, exile target tap creature, you gain two life. Easy yep. hit. I love this card. Planeswalker, Planeswalker with Flash. 100% yep. hit. <laughs> like, this card is ridiculously cards. cool. Uh, love it. Absolutely love it. It's so good. Yeah. So It's just... It's, yeah, make a surprise blocker or make a... Block, it's like... It's just the ultimate combat track. Like a, like a... Yeah. Make a surprise blocker or do a mini settler wreckage. Like... It's yeah. Sweet. So full mana removal spell that gets to stick around and do other things. Or a 2-2 that gets to do other things. Or make a big thing bigger and do other things. It's just great. Yeah. I'm gonna. People are gonna lose a lot to this unlimited as well. <laughs> That's gonna be fun. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's gonna feel like a real beating. Like, yeah, out of nowhere, flash this in, exile your, your at sushi, I guess. Yeah, exile it. Ha! You don't even get the bad triggers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get zero treasure tokens. <laughs> yeah, this card's great, and uh, I, I like the Wandering Emperor's character. I like that this is who the Wanderer is. Yeah, uh, I like all the arts. This card's just great. I love it. Yeah. Same, yeah. Again, that that alternate art treatment from uh, yeah, Tyrannica to you is is incredible. Big fan, super cool card, easy easy hit once again. I, I'm not the biggest fan of the uh, of like the the anime style, the Hisashi Momose one. It looks, I don't know, it just kind of looks like a VTuber to me. But are you not excited? One, I guess. Are you not excited for? kind of racist people to just talk about it as like it's a waifu that's my that's what I'm looking forward to most from this set is just the word waifu being said in LGS yeah. and down the country that's yeah. fun and cool I love that <laughs> the worst thing about this set is weebs yeah oh yeah absolutely I, I will, will fully fully agree with, that, with you there definitely <laughs> the worst thing about the world is weebs yeah. that's not true and Hooray, I have opened Husbando Jingataxius. 
fuck's sake. Uh, it's fine because you're a weeb, so it's all good. Um, I'm not. I mean, I try incredibly hard not to be. I yeah, I only say you're a weeb because it just gets you back up because you know that you try really hard not to be a weeb. Yeah. It's not good enough. Yeah, I go lose it about a Dragon Ball reference on my podcast. <laughs> I'm not a weeb. Yeah. But let me rank the series of Dragon Ball. Uh, yeah. Waifu, the Wandering Emperor. Uh, the Wandering Waifu. The Wandering Waifu. That's going to... Oh, God. I'm going to have to kick people out of my store for some of the things they're going to say while playing the set. Yeah, probably. Like... Like, things are going to happen when someone casts you're already dead, and I'm going to have to remove them from my store. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm kind of glad that <laughs> it's not safe to go to <laughs> local game stores still, really. <laughs> you don't just want to hear people oh, yell. God. Pre-release, yeah. Jeez. Ome wama shindaru, and then have Ugh. someone else very loudly also say, Nani? And everyone goes, haha, look, we're very funny. Look at the we watch anime. We got the reference, and then I mm. physically remove them from my store <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with my hands. Hello, <sighs> no, weebs. Yeah. It's unfortunate they exist. <laughs> yeah, I've just had the sudden realization that in in the before times, this set during a pre-release would be awful for that stuff, wouldn't it? I'm running two pre-releases this weekend. <laughs> yeah, but there would have been like four or something in the past, wouldn't it? <laughs> so. <laughs> It's gonna, it's gonna be a yeah. fun time. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would love to attend a pre-release for this because the set looks super sweet, and I can't wait to play for it. I assume I'll probably pick up a, a pre-release pack and maybe have you know, one or two people over, play some limited that way. Oh, the set's so cool, so cool. I'll, I'll put it here for posterity. Oh. Everyone gets one. I mean, my Shinderu. You get one. Nani. <laughs> Yeah, you get one, yeah. <laughs> and, and then I get I get punchy. <laughs> but yeah, this yeah. set is great. All the mythics are cool, apart from that fucking red dragon, and maybe the white one also. It, it's it's, it's, it's the like two. It's the two game. red mythics. The two red mythics. They're just so, bad. Like, they're, they're either bad or like, what are they? And then the the equipment, which yeah, but yeah I guess that's it. The red mythics and the equipment mythic, like sure. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I, it's like magic in old times. Yeah, but the the rest of the cards are great. This set's great. I'm very excited about it. I think this is the thing. Like most of the rares and like a lot of the commons and uncommons are way more interesting than yeah, um, yeah, than this than this than the mythics. But I uh, set's great. I'm very excited to to play with it. Yeah, like a hundred percent. Like Besaidu, probably the most exciting card in the set. Like that's super that, super cool. How is that not a mythic? <laughs> to know, I'm glad it's not though. Cause that'd be <laughs> super expensive if it was. But yeah. Oh, and, I think uh, it's, I think it's super cool. And Seb McKinnon illustrated a card called Farewell. So yeah, that's pretty that's good. Pretty, the timing on that, the timing on that was so good. Pretty great. Farewell. They're not, they're not, yeah, they're not. They're not going to remove him though. I don't think. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Because I mean, like, I don't, I don't know. Because like, you know, Teresa Nelson was like, oh, I think trans people are awful, and uh, Donald Trump's great, and uh, I'm going to retweet all these Nazis and like their tweets, and then you know, no, Bradley actually just assaulted a bunch of people so that's yeah a bannable offense but just being like oh stop looking at the nazis i don't like vaccines is unfortunately not a cancelable thing in the year 2022 i don't think i think it should be but it, i don't think it's going to be that's my point yeah like I, I QR, codes, though. QR codes but this thing because it happened with Teresa nelson like when she was like initially an asshole 
uh, and we all just kind of shrugged it off for some reason and she was allowed to continue to to be contracted by Watsi and then yeah. then she did it again and they were like that's nah, probably too far now <laughs> so I think this will just be his first offence and he'll probably just carry on doing Magic Art and it'll suck uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I I'm not so certain. We'll, we'll oh, no, I, I, I feel like the the pipeline between like you know anti mask mandates to actual far right boogaloo idiots seems boogaloo. like <laughs> yeah yeah. It's what happens? Yeah, they all turn into the boogaloo boys, don't they? The fuck's a boogaloo boy? The uh, like the the weird extreme survivalist preppers that. Uh, have like they're all strapped up like out of Trump rallies. Uh, you mean the guys that are like preparing for a, a worldwide disaster and crisis, and then when one comes, they're like, "It's not real," and then start no, running not, in the streets with not, guns. Not necessarily preppers. That yeah, Boogaloo Boys is a proper it's a proper group. That's what did they name themselves that? Yeah, that's very funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're awful. They're truly awful. We're, they're the ones really... that just like like carry like. Like you know, like RPGs and bazookas and stuff, just out and about because it, they can legally. We're a super really cool group of people who really care about our beliefs and have weapons and stuff. We're called the Little Piss Babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Boogaloo Boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As if those people weren't cringy enough. Yeah. Names of the Boogaloo Boys. <laughs> Today I learned. Yeah, today you learned. Today you it was learned. more exciting last week when I learned that Power Rangers was a Japanese TV show first. Hell yeah. When I learned about <laughs> weird Nazis carrying guns naming themselves something extremely silly. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, this this set's super cool. I, I, I do, I totally agree with you like, in terms of like rares and uncommons and stuff, because there's a bunch of stuff that, I mean, we'll probably talk about cards in the coming weeks, but there's a bunch of cards that, like, that are rares that I just want to be like, oh yeah, this is a hit, this is super cool. Uh, just so cool. This set's amazing. I, I, I love everything about this. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, talking about the mythic segment, we haven't even talked about vehicles. We haven't talked about like the pilots that there are. Yeah, like, there's the pirate system. It's not like a mythic vehicle. That's that's interesting. Even like, like vehicles seem to be quite a, a heavily th- featured theme in the set. Like you'd think there would be a mythic vehicle. Like the head of the mech would be the vehicle or something, right? But no, not even. But no, there's, there's, a, there's a body of a mech which isn't a vehicle, and it's not even a mythic. Weird. Yeah. Very weird. Uh, this set's just excellent. Yeah, I, just, I it think is it's absolutely fantastic. Mech Titan Court is a vehicle. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> but yeah, this set's great, and I love it, and I'm very excited to play it. Yes. I cannot wait to get my hands on those basic lands. But yep. I think that is all we have time for this week. Come let us know what your thoughts on the set. Do you agree if I hit or myths? Come let us know on social media. Yeah, us on Twitter, we are at hfdcast, facebook.com slash hfdcast. If you really enjoyed anything in this episode, like to give back in a monetary value, you can get us up at Patreon, we are patreon.com slash devastation. Tears start from as little as $1 per month, that's roughly 20 25 cents per episode. This podcast is brought to you by manalink.com, where you can use the promo code HOFD5 to get 5% off your whole order, including pre-ordering Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, or ordering singles as soon as they go live on release day. Hell yeah fully recommend doing that, I did that myself can't wait to open those basic lands if you want to find me on my own personal social media on Twitter I am at PeachGardenOaf Facebook I'm Joe Loudon you'll find me in pretty much any of the magic groups come buy my cards so I can buy underground seas I also stream every <laughs> Friday night on Twitch, we do some magic we we did that 
that double feature draft it was fine we'll be drafting something more fun next week probably Kamigawa I'll be opening my box of Kamigawa on stream as well so come check that out at twitch.tv slash peachgardenoaf you can follow me on twitter at Gene Sneeler nice thanks if you just I don't know just talking about how awful this country is yeah at the time <laughs> if you like doom scrolling oh baby I guess give it about five minutes you're probably going to be talking about the boogaloo movement <laughs> I don't know man, there's enough shit going on in this country yeah, you know, yeah. food prices, fuel prices. Why aren't millennials buying houses still? We're still going on that <laughs> fucking meme. If you didn't buy a latte every morning, you'd be able to afford a, a semi-detached three-bedroom house, which isn't true. And then a bunch of people who bought like, houses for a block of cheese and a horse uh, <laughs> are like, I could afford it on a, on a, a I don't know, grave digger's salary. Why can't you? You're just spending too much on things that make you not want to kill yourself in a world that makes you want to kill yourself you know so if you like that kind of vibe (laughs) that's that's what I'll be tweeting about (laughs) oh boy awesome that's all we have time for this week once again we're approaching the second hour the god fair has returned see you again next week on Half Devastation